welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the podcast where I uh, describe and analyze the daily single-panel comic Heathcliff that appears syndicated in newspapers around the country, possibly the world, as well as on Go Comics's website at gocomics.com/heathcliff. I do this for reasons I don't understand myself. Um, I do enjoy it. I don't want to think too much about it beyond that. Um, and I think with all that said, um, we should probably just get started. I hope you had a great week. I hope that your week is getting off to a great start. Let's look at some comics. So this is, uh, the Heathcliff comic for, um... Monday, January 7th, 2019, we're, we're in the home, I, it, it must be Heathcliff's home, just using context clues, um, we're in uh, a living area, we've seen multiple incarnations of the living area, I remember um, when the Simpsons became a thing. Um, because I think it started, I think it's first season, it's been going for 30 years and I'm 40, so it started when I was 10. Uh, math. And, um, when it became a thing, um, the internet was also, like, just starting out. And I had a friend, um, maybe a couple years after uh, the Simpsons got started, who had internet. Um, and I went to his house one day and he showed me, um, some early like internet. Um, and, uh, specifically he showed me like a Simpsons web serve. Uh, I think they were called at the time. And it was just people trading posts about the Simpsons and you could, there was no graphical interface or anything like that. It was all text. But one of the things about it was they showed, um, uh, an ASCII representation of the Simpsons' home, but they made it clear that at least a couple of the rooms kind of move around, like Lisa and Bart's rooms upstairs don't always make sense in the placement and stuff like that. They may have codified it further since then, but at the time, uh, it was it was almost like a running gag that the Simpsons didn't um, really, uh, their, their home didn't make a lot of uh, physical sense. Um, it's got nothing on Heathcliff. Rooms in Heathcliff's house are wherever they want to be and decorated in whatever way they want to be. And they have entryways that disappear panel to panel, go to different rooms panel to panel. In this case, we're in some kind of living room one of many hundreds of different living rooms we've seen in Heathcliff's home. Uh, this living room, we're facing straight on towards a corner of the living room. So the corner of the living room is in roughly the center of the panel. Um, coming off the corner to the left of the panel is a windowed wall. To the right, there's a wall with an entryway through it. And that entryway through the entryway, we can see the elderly man and the elderly woman in one of the many hundreds of kitchens we've seen 
set up in the Heathcliff universe. Sometimes they're to the left of this room. Sometimes they're to the right of this room. Sometimes they've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, kitchen islands uh, stacked with various things. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the refrigerator is against one wall. Sometimes it's against another. Sometimes there's an exit from the kitchen into into the backyard. Sometimes not. Um, in this particular case, we can just get like sort of the implication that they are in the kitchen. The old man is facing the refrigerator. The old woman is uh, facing probably the the um, the oven. It looks like they're working, getting something ready, or, or some such. <clears throat> but they're not particularly important to the panel. In the foreground of the panel. Back in the living room itself, there are three characters. Um, trying to decide in what order to address them. I guess I'll go with the kid first. The kid is the kid Heathcliff lives with. I believe his name is Iggy. That's what I always call him anyway. I picked it up somewhere. I'm going to go forward confidently in the direction of my dreams and... Uh, say that, yes, I am correct, his name is Iggy. Iggy is standing in the lower center of the panel. He's looking up. He's wearing yellow shoes, black pants, a a blue-striped shirt. His hands are in his pocket. Uh, His mouth is open. Iggy's blonde. Seated and uh, cheated so that he is facing sort of like uh, almost outward, you know, sort of like three quarters towards outward. So Iggy is cheated across from him facing three quarters out. It's, it's very like stage play, this presentation, if that makes sense. So normal in, in a normal universe, like Iggy and this other character would be facing each other, but they're cheated so that um, we can see all their features. Seated in a blue mid-century chair, um, comfy chair, is is just a guy. I don't think he's a guy we've seen before. He's not drawn to be particularly memorable. He's wearing uh, yellow shoes, blue pants, um a green sort of button-up sweater that's open and a white collared shirt under it. He's got glasses on, brown hair. He also has... Um, he's holding his, his left arm up, and on his left arm is one of those large foam rubber number one hands. It even says number one on it. Um, it's red. It just now, uh, became clear to me that the, that Heathcliff, uh, maintains the convention of all of its characters having four fingers, which is a, you know, thing in cartoons, just sort of a 
an industry-wide running gag, I guess. They've always had just four fingers. Heathcliff maintains this. It's very obvious when you look at this giant foam run, foam rubber number one. So this guy is seated there with this foam rubber number one on his hand as if that's not the strangest thing to be doing. And then there's Heathcliff. Heathcliff is pictured as we have seen him sometimes um, at the apex of an arcing leap. And he's leaping towards the man um, holding the, the, the foam rubber number one. Heathcliff's back is to us because he's leaping um, towards the guy. He um, He's about to come crashing down on him. The guy does, is looking up at Heathcliff and doesn't seem particularly disturbed by what's happening. And as I mentioned, Iggy's mouth is open. So the kid's providing the caption to the panel. And the kid is saying, you can't both be number one. So what that says is, I guess this guy came over to visit for whatever reason, decided that he would wear his foam rubber number one hand as part of his visit. And um, Heathcliff took this as a personal affront, assumed this meant that the gentleman in question thought that um, he, the gentleman, was number one, and therefore Heathcliff was at best number two. This ignores that usually you wear a number one um, in a in a sporting sit, sit, setting where you're not saying I am personally number one. You're more saying my team and our fandom is number one. We are the best, and uh, typically this is also uh, a means testable uh, proposition. You. You may say your team is number one, but if they are not currently leading in um, in the game or uh, the standings, then they are, in fact, not. They are whatever position in the standings they are, be that number two or number five or, you know, hoping for a wild card playoff berth. But this gentleman came over to their home wearing his number one foam rubber hand. And like I said, Heathcliff determined that this was a personal affront. And you know what? I'm on Heathcliff's team here. It's an incredibly... If I had a friend come over and he insisted that he was going to wear his foam rubber number one the whole night, 
um, you know, my wife and I would probably have to have some conversations about whether or not this guy was going to be coming back to our home. Uh, if for no other reason, then we probably wouldn't feel safe around him. Everybody else is just behaving like this is normal, but Heathcliff at least is calling out that whether he's got it right or wrong, you know, whether he has determined the reason this guy is doing this, this is not normal and needs to be addressed. Let, let's move on. Here is the Heathcliff panel for Tuesday. January 8th, 2019. Um, okay, we're back at the band setup. I've described the setup a, a bunch in the past. Um, it's basically a very weird way of saying that cats outside at night make a lot of noise, right? Like... That explains what all the noise is. The cat's in a band. Um, that said, I think unlike, say, Garbage Ape or other traditional, weird uh, traditional setups of Heathcliff, this one seems to have um, run out of a bit of gas. Um, at least for me, it's a little tiresome. But different strokes. Others may enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to go into a great level of detail in the description because I've described this setup a lot and hopefully you've been listening for a while. But basics are we're in the backyard, uh, Heathcliff and a band are on a fence, bunch of creatures are watching their, uh, them play. It's nighttime. In the background, are all the suburban houses, and then two birds are watching this scene unfold. One of them has its mouth open. Uh, so he's providing the caption to the panel. Now, what always changes in each of these setups is who's in the band, aside from Heathcliff, and who's watching the band. Um, in the band are three of Heathcliff's robots. Heathcliff always has robots. He's good at programming robots. Um, so there's a drummer robot, a guitarist robot. Heathcliff's usually the guitarist. He's not today. There's a guitarist robot and then a bassist robot. And then Heathcliff is dead center and he's singing. Uh, his mouth is open. His head's thrown back. He's got a microphone on the mic stand. Uh, indicating that Heathcliff can at least articulate noise with his mouth, which is still never been directly stated that I've seen. Like, we don't see anything actually exiting his mouth. But, um, anyway. Then down uh, below the fence um, is the usual mass of color with details drawn over it. This mass of color with details drawn over it shows another bunch of robots having a great time watching. There's um, at least one robot doing a cartwheel, another robot maybe crowd surfing, a bunch of robots have their hands in the air. They're enjoying a rock concert provided by Heathcliff and three robots. And like I said, 
one of the two birds has its mouth open, so he's providing the caption to the panel. And the caption is, it's an all-robot show. A few, I mean, a few thoughts are, are, are all trying to get out of my mouth at the same time. The first one is, no, it's not. Heathcliff's here. The second one is, is Heathcliff a robot? The third is, why is that a punchline? Even if, let's take Heathcliff off the panel. As with many panels, Heathcliff isn't particularly necessary here. Um, Take Heathcliff out of the panel and make it an all-robot show and make it two birds watching it. Um... The fact of one of them saying it's an all-robot show doesn't illustrate or add to um, our knowledge in any way. It, uh, one way to think about um, panel comics, w- at least ones that have captions, and they don't always have to have captions. Sometimes you can get the funny image just in the image itself. But one way to think about it is it's setup punchline. You see the setup in the in the image and then the punchline the thing that explains it the thing that knits that home the thing that um adds uh context surprise and therefore laughter is the caption this caption just doesn't do that it doesn't do much of anything in fact, except add confusion. And, you know, part of comedy is context, right? So it may be that this caption provides humor for someone, contextually. But I would think that that someone is probably the person going, yeah, I did that. I did that, and I don't know what it... I don't know. You got to read it. You read it. You tell me. Or, alternatively, we've just learned that Heathcliff's a robot. Move on to the Heathcliff comic for Wednesday, January 19th, 2019. We've seen um this setup before um uh it's uh from the classic poem the owl and the pussycat um and there an owl and a pussycat are in a in a canoe um or in a boat that's all you really, really need to know. Um, in this one, we've got a boat. There's a pot of honey in the boat, which I think is another nod to the poem. This is taking place at night. I'm not sure if that is um, canon in the poem or they just want that, that, that the, the thing to be in, at night. Um, Heathcliff is in the boat 
a bird is with him in the boat. I'll get back to that bird. And then um, in the upper right corner of the panel, we can see a little bit of the shore. There's a tree. And in the upper right corner, um, there's two owls observing this. One of them has its mouth open. Now, I mentioned the bird in the boat with Heathcliff. It is not an owl. It's a bald eagle looking very uh, sort of stoic and playing a guitar. Um, We can see notes coming out of it. So Heathcliff and a bald eagle have gotten together to take a little nighttime boat ride. Bald eagle is uh, providing uh, a soundtrack. Um, Sure. As I said, the owls on shore are watching, and one of them's writing the caption. He's saying, I like the original poem better. I mean, I don't... I guess... I don't have a lot to say about this one. It just seems like... It really, in this case, seems like just a ton of stuff is happening. With Like... And then everybody shrugged. Sure. Fine. Moving right along. Thursday, January 10th, 2019. Um, this is kind of cute. Uh, we're at the apex of a pretty steep hill. Um, and it's daytime. There's a tree at the top of the hill and a bunch of puffy white clouds in the, in the air above. On the hill itself, looking up, I think it's supposed to be Iggy, though he's at an angle we don't normally see him, so it's a little hard to tell, but I'm going to say it's Iggy. And then next to him is Heathcliff. They're both looking up. They're both angled weirdly away from us towards the clouds. It seems like there would have been a bit, like, it's, it, it is a difficult perspective to um, address as an artist because you want to be able to see people seeing clouds, which you can't draw from the rear because they're lying down because to look up at clouds, you have to be down low. Um, so it's a little bit of a weird angle, but we get, we get the, we get the meaning. They're looking up at the clouds as they go by. Iggy's mouth is open. He's providing the caption and he's saying, I love binge watching with you. It's kind of cute. Um, especially because. We don't see a lot of genuine expressions of affection in Heathcliff. Um, People don't typically say, hey, I like you to each other. Hey, I'm enjoying myself and my time with you to each other, which is a little, you know, it's a little sad. And it's nice that these guys are enjoying their time together, just doing nothing, having a lazy day. That's nice. So, here is a comic for January 11th, 2019. 
19, a Friday. We're in... There's a lot going on. Sorry. I'm working here to figure out what I want to say about it. I, again, often see these for the first time when I am doing this podcast. It feels more um, genuine to have like my initial reaction on the air. Uh, but what that means is sometimes it's a particularly visually arresting one. Uh, I get a little uh, stopped, it, stood up <laughs> by it, and need need a moment. Um, we're outside. We'll start there. We're in front of uh, a bunch of suburban homes. Um, which are in the background and are crammed right next to each other. Like, this is a bad neighborhood to live in from the standpoint of uh, uh, city planning. They, the, these, are, these, are, these aren't like row houses. They should, they should have a, you know, a decent amount of land around them, but they, these three houses are just one right on top of the other. They're also absurdly small, in the context that they are uh, presented because like they take up so little of the panel, but behind them is a tree with two birds in it overseeing them. And the birds as drawn are easily the size of like one of the floors of the, one of these houses. Like these are houses for tiny people. Um, if, if a small bluebird uh, can take could take up that much relative space within them. Um, all of that, however, is not what's going on in the panel. Though uh, the birds who are in the top right corner of the panel, uh, one of them is speaking, so he'll be providing the caption to the panel. We'll get back to that in a moment. Instead, in the street in front of these ho- houses, um, uh, is a chariot, and it's moving from mid-panel right to lower panel left down the street. Uh, takes up most of the panel. The chariot is being led by uh, three objects we recognize as unicorns, but they are only kind of unicorny. Like, it just, it, it looks like a really rushed drawing of them, um, especially around their legs, uh, which are not, I mean, their front, each of the, they're, they're in step, their front left legs are all, are just, um, lines, like just, just thin tubes. Um, you've been around horses, you know, that's not how they look. And their front right legs are like these wavy, weird, S shapes that end in hooves as are uh, the, the one left rear leg we can see is actually pretty well rendered. Uh, and then there is one rear leg we see that's under a horse that looks like a woman's leg in 
pantyhose. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but the unicorns themselves, uh, then the, they're, they're, they've got pink hair, which is good use of color. Unicorns would have weird hair. And um, golden horns, and there's three of them. And, and they're, the tops of their bodies are drawn fine. They look like, you know, horses. Horses are very difficult to draw. Um, but these, these look um, like unicorns from at least the waist up. Um, like I said, uh, pink manes and tails. Uh, and they're drawing a, um, a, 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 like I said, a chariot. Um, and in that chariot is Heathcliff. Uh, it's a wheeled chariot. He's towards the back uh, center right of the panel. Um, and he's wearing a top hat and a monocle and he's driving this train of unicorns. Bird is speaking. Bird provides caption. Caption is, is he wearing a monocle? So uh, a relatively classic and um, also more recent, I think, Heathcliff gag, which has been something truly nuts is happening. Um, and Heathcliff will be wearing a funny hat as part of it or... Uh, um, you know, weird shoes, or in this case, a monocle. And that'll be what is commented upon by, you know, the, the population watching it. Um, you know, and it, and it goes to, like, our ability to self-deceive in these situations or whatever. It's It's a pretty standard joke uh it's it's a funny one it's one of those ones that gets a decent amount of mileage just because it's true um but i've also i mean we've seen it you know it's not it, we, we could see something else if if gallagher wanted to give us something else so let's move on to the last panel for the week as you know, we don't do Sundays because they are multi-panel, um, and they're kind of their own thing. But here is the panel for Saturday, January 12th, 2019. We are again in front of um, some suburban homes. We are again in the street in front of those suburban homes. It is nighttime. In the background are a couple suburban homes like I said, uh, and trees and shrubs and all that good stuff. And then there's a lawn, and on the lawn is a UFO, classic saucer shape, bubble top, three uh, tri a tripod landing system of some sort. It's just sort of sitting there. In front of that, in the street itself, are Heathcliff and an alien, and they are both seated, and they are seated up top um, overturned garbage cans that are spilling garbage into the street. Uh, Heathcliff is on sort of center panel left, the aliens center panel right. They're both faced outward. Um, Heathcliff has in his hands a, uh, a fish skeleton that he must be cleaning. The alien 
uh, has a bulbous green head, black eyes, green, yeah, green head, like I said, uh, and is then wearing a, um, a white, one presumes space suit. Um, it's all white. It's got little buttons all over it and stuff. And in his white gloved hands, he's holding, um, a chicken leg or turkey leg that has a bite taken out of it. And, uh, we don't know if the alien took the bite out or if he found it like that because it must've come from the garbage, but they're seated atop garbage. The alien has his mouth open. He's providing caption to the panel and he's saying probing isn't all it's cracked up to be. Um, well, okay. So the alien is, so alien likes eating garbage. That's, that's thing one. He likes hanging out with his cat uh, atop garbage. I mean, like you have a, a spaceship. You can presumably go anywhere and and do, and do anything. And I I mean I can assume that he didn't just show up on Earth, land, see Heathcliff eating garbage, and go, hey, that looks like a good use of my time. And oh, there's this trash can overturned right next to him. I'll, I'll sit down and join him. And then he just did that and then started talking about probing, anal probing, one assumes. Um, no, I, he, this is a conversation they're having. They made this plan together to get together in this way. And at some point, I guess, provided Heathcliff can talk or, you know, alternatively, the alien can telepathically read his mind because he's an alien at some point Heathcliff was like so what's anal probing like and the alien replied it's not that great you know everybody's like man I'm sure being a hyper intelligent race that has conquered space and time and uh you know can can travel extraordinarily rapidly i'm sure there's a lot of downsides but the anal probing <laughs> the anal probing must be must be great that must be that must be super fun and this alien's here to tell us look it's only okay You know, most people probably feel that way a little bit about their jobs. So, <sighs> I guess that's universal. Anyway, uh, those are the Heathcliff panels for this week gone by. Um, I hope you have had a great week. I hope your week is starting off great. And, um, 
as always, please do not rate or review this on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, whatever you use to download it and listen to it. That's a waste of your time. Um, feel free to let me know how you feel about it. You can write me at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com. You can, uh, if you would like to tell a friend to give this a listen, that would thrill me. Um, but most importantly, just, you know, try to have a good week. And I'll try to do the same. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.